Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Exploring Faith, the podcast series from the Salvation Army in Morley. If you want to hear more from us, all of our services are streamed live at 10.15 every Sunday on both Facebook and YouTube. Just search Morley Salvation Army. Just before Christmas, we became uh, engrossed in the American elections. It shows how bored we'd become. Um, but we, uh, we, we really got into it, Jill and I, uh, and watched it all on TV. And once the result was finally confirmed, we looked forward to the inauguration of the new president. And I've got to admit, yes, it's the first one we've ever watched. Uh, it's not the kind of thing we've kind of made a habit of watching in the past. But I don't know if you've seen it, but it was absolutely fascinating and amazing. There were many references to God, and the president actually laid his hand on a huge Bible, and it was an old family Bible. Um, He laid his hand on there to take his vows. And what was amazing was actually that the actual inauguration took all of 60 seconds. Well, one of the things I was absolutely inspired by was the, the poem by the young poet laureate uh, Amanda Gorman. It was an amazing speech by a, a young lady, and it only lasted around five minutes, but some of her first words were this, where can we find light in this never-ending shade? And then at the end of the poem, she said this, there is always light, if only we are brave enough to see it, brave enough to be it. And those words reminded me again of the words of Jesus when he said, I am the light of the world. And it was John 8 verse 12 that reminds us of one of those great I am statements that Jesus made. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Matthew Henry in his commentary on John 8, says this, If Christ be the light, then it is our duty to follow him, to submit ourselves to his guidance, and in everything take directions from him in the way that leads to happiness. It's not enough to look at this light and to gaze upon it, but we must follow it, believe in it, and walk in it, for it is our light to our feet and not just to our eyes only. God has sent the light into the world through Jesus. Hallelujah for that. But are we brave enough to see it? Are we brave enough to see that light? You know, people today don't want to see the light of Jesus. They would rather live their lives in their own way and do their own thing. But what they fail to understand is that the light brings life in all its fullness. I guess we've all been through some difficult and challenging times in these past 12 months and have had a lot of our lives stripped away. But we've come to realise what's important in our lives, family, relationships. It's fantastic that we now have the vaccinations that will take us out of this dreadful pandemic and even more and more vaccinations are becoming online recently. But even the greater truth that we need to share with the world that a relationship with Jesus can bring that peace and joy and fulfillment regardless of our circumstances are we brave enough to see the light 
and to accept that commitment it demands. Over these past few weeks, we've been thinking about the covenant relationship that we have with God. As in any covenant, there is a requirement for us to fulfill and accept the terms of that covenant. Our covenant is made through our relationship with Jesus, the light of the world. If we've received that light, if we've accepted that light and given ourselves to him, we must now be the light and share that light with others. And so the second question we've, we face ourselves this morning is, are we brave enough to be the light? Matthew 5.14 says, you are the light of the world. And I want to just share with you some words from the voice translation, which say this, and you, beloved, are the light of the world. A city built on a hilltop cannot be hidden. Similarly, it would be silly for us to light a lamp and then hide it under a bowl. When someone lights a lamp, she puts it on a table or a desk or a chair, and the light illumines the entire house. You are like that illuminating light. Let your light shine everywhere you go, that you may illumine creation, so men and women everywhere may see your good actions, may see creation at its fullest, may see your devotion to me, and may turn and praise your Father in heaven because of it. Imagine that. People seeing the, the devotion that we have to God and seeing from our, um, the way we believe and the way we act that people will come to believe our Father in heaven. A city built on a hilltop cannot be hidden. Ancient cities were often built of the, the wild, the, the white limestone standing out as the reflected the blazing sunshine and so may we be light and not be hidden the good news translation of philippians chapter 2 verse 15 says this you must shine among them like stars lighting up the sky as you offer them the message of life or as the message says this and this is the message has a, a great way of interpreting scripture and it says this go out into the world uncorrupted a breath of fresh air in this squalid and polluted society. Provide people with a glimpse of good living and the living God. Carry the light-giving message into the night. Are we a breath of fresh air? That would be fantastic, wouldn't it? You and me are the light of the world. That's how God intends to get his work done today through us. Not the light of the church, but the light of Morley, the light of Leeds, of Swindon, of Newfoundland in Canada, or wherever you are in the world. I read a lovely story of a school in Nairobi where the class had very poor conditions, dirt floors, rusting metal walls and wooden benches. But against these extremely humble surroundings, one person stood out. Her name was Brilliant. And her name couldn't have fit her better. She was colourfully dressed and possessed joy and determination. Her appearance and the joy which, which she instructed encouraged the children was just stunning. Brilliant was a bright light in her dismal surroundings. 
I read the core mission statement recently of Harlesden Core. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not in the habit of going around the territory looking at core mission statements, but this one particularly took my uh, notice when it says this, to be a shining light in our community, receiving God's light, reflecting God's light, and drawing others into that God's light. Let me just share that again. To be a shining light in our community, receiving God's light, reflecting God's light, and drawing others into God's light. Well, it's pretty clear from all of this that we need to be the light of the world. And what a world it is at the moment. Never has the world needed the light more than it does today. People are searching for help, for counsel, for support, for guidance, for sanity. So how can we be the light of the world? What do we have to do? Well, Lorna reminded us last week that we need to take time to listen to God's voice and to do what he's asking us to do. Abby also said in her testimony last week that she was the hands and the feet of God where she was. And that's exactly what we are, the hands and feet of God. Matthew 5.16 in the NIV says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I wonder if we glorify God in what we do, in how we live our lives. When Christ purchased us at Calvary, he purchased all of us, body, soul and spirit. There is no division. We are to glorify God through our actions, regardless of where they take place and what role we were in at the time. We are to glorify God, if you like, as a spouse, as a parent, a friend, an employee, a boss, and as a neighbour. We can glorify God by being the light on our Zoom calls and our team calls, by our welcoming smile and our kind words, by our godly living. What you do at the office or working at home is no less spiritual than what you do in worship or in prayer. There's not much we can do while we're in lockdown at the moment. We can't really go very far from our door, can we? But it's amazing that I've become much more fitter over the past nine months as I try, if possible, to go for a walk every day. And my, my walks have become fantastic for thinking time, for praying time. But one of the other things I like to do when I'm out on a walk is to smile at people passing. And that spooks them out a bit. And I think um, when I smile at them, and if they smile back, I feel so much better. And I hope that they feel better when I smile at them. We're given more advice from 1 Peter 2. And Jill shared these verses from the Passion Translation earlier. And it says this, But you are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvellous light. And now he claims as you as his very own. He did that so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. Live honourable lives as you mix with unbelievers, even though they may accuse you of being evildoers. 
for they will see your beautiful works and have reason to glorify God in the day that he visits. Peter was addressing these words to those surrounded by unbelieving Gentiles who would spread lies about the Christians. So believers' good words and exemplary behaviour could actually influence them to repent and to believe. That was the way for them to convince them. We're going to listen in a few moments to the, uh, the lovely tune, The Candle of the Lord. And we can be a candle of the Lord in this dark world. A candle in a, in a, in a bright room isn't particularly significant or easy to notice. But a candle in a dark room, in the darkness, shines like a lighthouse and offers the only source of um, guidance for movement. And so we have a tremendous opportunity at this time to shine in the darkness of this world. The difficulties and challenges that we all face could well be testing our love and quenching our light. So how will we respond? Well, Jesus is the light of the world, but he calls us now to be that light. Are we shining our light in this dark world? Matthew 5 reminded us, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. That's the challenge for us this morning. Does our lives glorify God? Does the way we live our lives glorify God? Just put yourselves for a moment in the shoes of the non-believers in your life. What do they see when they observe how you live? The challenge for us is that our exemplary behaviour and our godly speaking can influence others to become believers. So as we spend some time in prayer together, I want to just share with you a prayer from Roy Lesson, and then after that we will listen and reflect on the lovely tune, The Candle of the Lord. Roy Lesson says this, Father, through my face may your light shine, through my voice may your prayers be heard, through my hands may your works be extended, through my life may your grace abound. Through my heart, may your love be known.